Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and today I have on me. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Uh, April 22nd is in just a few short days, and you know what that means. It's time to celebrate Earth Day. So what I wanted to do today is put together a show all around energy and Mama Earth and eco-friendly and of course talk about my book, Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly. It is finally out in print. And to make our show a little bit more fun today, I have my windows open so that you can hear the birds and nature outside. Uh, I had to talk with them and let them know that you wanted to hear them. So I told them to scream at the top of their lungs. And they'll, now they'll probably be quiet and <laughs> probably won't say anything. Uh, but it is actually a very gloomy day here in Nashville. It's been raining all morning, but I couldn't be more happier because all of my naked trees are now blooming. And I love it. I absolutely love all the fresh new green leaves that are coming out. And I have a completely different view now from my office because all the trees are sprouting. And it's such a great reminder of the family gua in feng shui about new beginnings and family and new ideas and birthing new things. It's such a great time for that because it's spring. So getting back to this idea of green, uh, as many of you know, I'm a huge environmentalist. I'm a huge advocate for our planet. And a lot of times people don't understand how it correlates or goes hand in hand with feng shui. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I have seven tips that I'm going to be sharing with you today that will help you to start going green today, even if you've never done it before. So I'm hoping that you will take one of these tips away and start doing it today and taking action. Because if I can get every single listener to do at least one thing, hopefully once a day, but if nothing else, at least once a week, that right there, my friends, that's a movement. And that's what I want this platform for. That's exactly why I created this podcast 10 years ago is I wanted a platform to be able to make change and be an advocate for positive change. So I think that a lot of people think that being green and practicing feng shui are two totally separate things. But by utilizing ancient energy principles, we are one with Mama Earth. And by utilizing these principles, we also honor her and her natural rhythms. The problem is, is that many of us have lost that natural connection to those rhythms of the planet. We're no longer honoring her seasons. 
We ignore the cycles that ebb and flow with harvest, and we once celebrated her with offerings and ceremonies and rituals, but in the last 100 years, that's just been completely destroyed. I literally, as I drove to yoga this morning, I was crying as I was leaving my home and driving through the entrance to my home. It's completely flanked by old grandmother and grandfather trees. They've got to be over 200 years old. And I have this really grand entrance into my home. It's got to be a quarter of a mile long before you even get to the homes. And it's so amazing and beautiful right now. All of the trees are opening up and there's beautiful cherry blossoms and crepe myrtles down the center. And then there's these massive trees flanking those trees and they're all expanding and touching and growing. And I was just moved to tears because it was so beautiful. And the thing is, is that I'm probably the only one that has even noticed this. I mean, maybe not, but I think that we get so caught up in our day-to-day quote-unquote busy that we don't stop and admire her and hold gratitude for the beauty that she gives to us. So you may be saying, okay, great, Amanda, but what can feng shui do to save her? Well, for one, we need to get back to basics, right? And that's where my new book, Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly, has really made that and simplified that into something that you can do today. That's how you can save her is by putting energy principles to work. And let me tell you, they're super easy. Um, And I'm really excited that we now have this in print. Um, I know that a lot of people did not purchase it because it was a digital version only. And I did that on purpose. I didn't want it to be in print because I wanted to save trees. (laughs) But it was hindering people from getting the information. So We now have it uh, on demand print um, so that you can now get a print copy of that. And I hope that you get it completely soiled and beat up and I hopefully you carry it with you and you mark it up and you circle things and, you know, really utilize that book to your best advantage to start being eco. But it's really the reason why I wrote the book is it's my love letter to educating all of you on easy ways to live green every day. And FYI, While you're doing this, you're raising your chi. And what do I tell you to do on this show all the time? You gotta cultivate your chi. And so when you admire nature and her beauty, and when you, you know, honor her and celebrate her and get excited for her, that's gratitude. So guess what? When you're loving on grandma, you're giving up those negative emotions. You're giving up below the cross emotions and you're elevating your chi. So that's why when I work with my clients and when people ask me how they can start, you know, elevating their feng shui results, that's why I always say cultivate your chi. What's the number one thing? Get out in nature. So that's why I'm such a huge advocate for nature because she can immediately change how you feel. Just go hug a tree and your energy, put your feet in the grass and your energy is going to completely change. That's why a lot of people like to ground. So to a lot of people, an eco book coming from me may not make sense because, and I've actually had people say that, well, I don't understand. (laughs) You do interior design and feng shui. Now you're an eco person too. Well, I didn't just come out of the woodwork and decide to become an eco person. I've always been an eco person and they go hand in hand with feng shui and they go hand in hand with interior design 
because as an interior designer, it's my job to be an advocate for the planet to make sure that I repurpose as much as I possibly can and that I'm making sure that the contractors that are working on these job sites are being, you know, careful with what they're doing, what they're putting into our water table. Anything that they throw out into the dirt that seeps into the soil and goes into the water table. Oh, trust me, I am the designer that contractors love to hate. <laughs> I'm such a nightmare with not only the energy and what we can and can't do, but also on top of that, what we can and can't do for the environment because everything matters. So that's why I'm excited to do this show today. It started out to be about a 30 to 35 minute show and now I'm hoping I can keep it under 60. <laughs> I'm gonna try. So as an advanced feng shui practitioner, my eco book to me makes all the sense in the world. Uh, if you've listened to the show, if you've watched my YouTube channels, if you've read any of my blog posts, you know that I have a love affair with nature. If you've taken mastering feng shui with confidence, I've, in, I've devoted an entire module, uh, I think it was module six, called Nature Spirits. It's all about nature. So I, I truly believe that nature is the one thing that we should be focusing the most on and most of us ignore. And I do have a tendency to inadvertently molest her. <laughs> I'm always encouraging people to hug trees and, and have a love affair with her too. And I really think that if you develop a relationship like that with her and really admire her beauty and, and get to you know know her like I do... I think you'll all start doing the same thing. And the thing is, is that one of the reasons why I put uh, module six into mastering feng shui is that nature speaks to us. You know, I've been working with a land shaman for a couple of years now, and, and he's actually not the first one that I've worked with. I've, I've worked with a couple because I grew up in Arizona and there's many, uh, many shamans that do work out there and nature's a, a huge way to communicate with your spirit guides and, and get, you know, intuitive downloads and information. So you learn a lot by animal totems and uh, signs that basically spirit gives you through nature. Just the other day, I was uh, out in my garden and, and just puttering around and I looked up and there was a rabbit. Came out of nowhere. I have no idea where this guy came from. And I'm making all sorts of noise. I had opened my garage. I closed my garage. I opened it again. I accidentally dropped a big can on the concrete. I mean, I was making so much noise and he was just sitting there. And, you know, when something like that happens and it's out of the blue and it's, you know, huh, that's interesting. Take notice because that's a sign. That means something. So... Anyways, I'm rambling about nature. I could go on and on. Really quick, before we really dive into the content today, I want to talk to you about some fun updates that are going on. My dear friend, Amy Stark, who I've actually had on the show, she was one of the first ones that I had on when I uh, rebranded to Home Energy Design. I think she was number six or number seven, um, but she's an energy healer. And she is putting together a fantastic new program called Rewrite the Script. Um, I wanted to share this with you because many of you have emailed us, many of you I've read your floor plans for, and I know that you are struggling with major health issues and chronic disease. So she has put together a great three-month program um, that's based around emotional freedom technique, or EFT, 
And the cool thing is, is it's so freaking easy to do and you'll be able to uh, learn this tool, work with her as an energy healer and heal your health issues. So I've seen so many people eliminate chronic disease, chronic pain, celiac disease. I've seen them have, you know, skip surgery, um, overcome cancer. There's so many benefits to uh, utilizing this tool. And if you've, you know, watched some videos on YouTube or on the internet and you're not really sure why it works or what's going on, she is the expert in it. And I've worked with her for many years myself with this program and, and just helping me to elevate. Um, and it's helped me tremendously. It's a great way to skip allopathic medicine and do it holistically. So anyways... To learn more about that, you can go to gatesinteriordesign.com forward slash rewrite the script. Talks a little bit about what EFT is and all the great stuff you're going to learn. So just go there if you want to learn more and then sign up. We also, uh, we've had an astounding response. Uh, I put together some workshops here in Nashville and we got an over whelming amount of emails and comments on social media from our online tribe uh, about us having these workshops and people not being able to attend. So <laughs> we are, uh, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out. I don't want to exclude anybody. And I had not planned on putting, you know, any courses together. But what I am going to do is I'm going to put together some feng shui master classes that are online. So if you are somebody who lives outside of Nashville and you feel like you're getting left out because you can't take these uh, classes that I'm doing in person, I'm going to put together um, some classes that are on specific topics. And so the first one is just going to be feng shui 101 for beginners. It's just going to be a nice basic uh, one hour class to just kind of get your feet wet and all things feng shui. Um, I'm just going to teach about some basic tools. I'm going to talk about the top five disruptors and then how you can start incorporating feng shui into your own life. So um, I am only making this available to podcast listeners. So you have to just go to um, this link, gatesinteriordesign.com forward slash feng shui 101. It's going to be 49 bucks and you have to sign up before May 15th uh, in order to get the materials. So um, if this is something you're interested in, just go to that link. Alrighty, back to the regular broadcast about Mama Earth and trees and nature spirits and all the cool shit we're going to talk about today. So here's the thing to remember. The things that are closest to you have the greatest effect on you. So if your environment is not in line, and if your environment is not together, <clears throat> like our environment uh, and our planet and her current state, that's going to wreak havoc on our energy systems. It's just like our homes and feng shui. If our homes are not healthy, we are not healthy. So if our environment is not healthy, our planet, that means that we're not healthy. So we're, we're kind of at a breaking point right now. We're kind of hitting the point of no return because we have consumed more resources uh, in the last 100 years than we have in all of history. I talk about this in my new book that 
if we continue the way we're going, we will have no coral reefs by 2050. They're going to be completely extinct. So think about your children. Think about your grandchildren. Think of all kids having to learn about coral reefs from a book or online because they will no longer exist. And that's just one thing. There are so many things that are starting to go extinct because of the way that we are treating our planet. So this is important because in feng shui, nature is often a source of strong vital chi and it can boost us in many ways. It's what I was just talking about. It's why I always, you know, tell my clients and, and tell you here and say on the YouTube channel and on my blog. And, you know, I know I sound repetitive, but nature is the one thing. If your chi is completely out of whack and if your chi is all discombobulated, you can literally go outside and put your feet in the grass and hug a tree. And, and you know, it's why forest bathing is such a huge thing right now in Eastern cultures is you can go and, and walk in nature for 30 minutes and it will completely transform your chi. Simply grounding your feet in the grass for 10 minutes can completely change the state of your chi. In fact, practitioners often use nature as an adjustment, like myself, to cure a lot of feng shui ills. And it can help restore your chi, but it can also boost you in other beneficial ways because it helps put your world in perspective. If you're sinking or if you're stuck, especially if you're in those below the cross emotions, nature can immediately fluff you. She can immediately make you feel better. And the cool thing is, is that when you have surreal experiences, I mean, it can completely become addicting. You want to go out in nature more to have more of those experiences. Just the other day, uh, if you've worked with me, if you're a client of mine, you know that I do this. I only book uh, consultations in the afternoon because I spend the morning meditating and I spend time in nature and I spend time sitting in that person's energy before the consultation. So the other day I go out into the woods and I go down to the the creek that's by my house and I'm sitting there and I'm meditating and I am asking spirit, you know, what is it that my client needs to know about? What is it that she most needs to know to make this feng shui consultation um, productive and successful? And I hear in my mind's eye that she needs to take the lead. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I mean, I, I can interpret that a thousand different ways, but she'll know what that means. And I open my eyes to write that down. And I kid you not, in this area that I went to to meditate, I have never seen ducks. But on this particular day, there was two ducks, a female and a male. And the female was booking. I mean, she was hauling ass. She was, and they were swimming upstream, but she was booking. She was going so fast and she was swimming faster than any duck I've ever seen in my life. And the male duck was behind her trying to keep up. And I will put this in the show notes. I will, I'll have Deborah put this up in the show notes. I, I took a video of this. Normally I take pictures because I always get nature spirits to talk to me before a consultation. Every single client that I work with gets some sort of nature spirit uh, download. And on this particular day, it was ducks. And 
when I gave her the information, she knew exactly what it meant. So that's how nature speaks to me. I, I always get the most surreal. And, you know, I want to say that, you know, it's shocking and surprising because it is. And then on the other hand, I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course, I get this message. So that's the cool thing about nature. The problem is, is that our planet is in trouble. She's not healthy. Her earth chi is getting sicker and sicker every day. And it's not as vital as it once was because we're no longer working within those natural rhythms. We're no longer, you know, at this pace where what we're creating, she can eliminate. We're now at a place where we are over consuming, really over, you know, using our resources and she can't keep up. As we throw more and more trash away, our oceans, our water table, our landfills, our rivers, land is getting consumed, not only with trash, but animals and entire ecosystems are being destroyed and wiped out because of all of the resources that we're using up and then destroying. So our everyday habits matter. And that's why I'm doing this show today. In order to keep Mama Earth's cheese strong, we have to take action. We have to restore her back to her thriving health so that we too can have thriving health. It's a direct reflection. And that's why I wrote my book, Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly. I want all of you to start paying attention and being present with your everyday habits. We have become so mindless in our convenience and the things that we do every day that we don't pay attention. And we get busy and we get caught up in everything and we don't pay attention. Despite accounting for only 5% of the world's population, Americans consume 26% of the world's resources. And we've consumed more resources in the last 50 years than in all previous history. Let me repeat that. We only account for 5% of the world's population but we consume 26% of the world's resources. I'm sorry, but that's a problem. We need to start being more accountable for our actions. We need to start being more accountable for our everyday decisions. And we need to stop acting in a linear economy and start behaving in a circular economy. Now, if you don't know what linear and a circular economy is, is it's pretty simple. Linear means like, one-use plastics. You use it and you throw it away. That's linear. Circular is making it a point to reuse and making it a point to not use one-time plastics. I actually uh, have encouraged people to reach out with the everyday habits that they're doing. And my shining star by far is Mary Bailey. She actually talks about how uh, she emailed me and she said, we keep bamboo utensils in our glove boxes and I keep a set in my purse. We have a set for the whole family and simply add a stainless steel straw to the kit so that we are never without anything. In addition, she has uh, made sure that when they go out to eat, she lets the waiters know that she is living a no plastic life. So she encourages them to not put plastic on her plate of any kind. 
She also no longer uses produce bags, which I think is excellent. Think about that. Most people live between five and 10 miles of their grocery store. So you're telling me that you have to put your veggies and your fruits in a plastic bag to go on a 10 minute car ride to then throw that bag away. That's what most people do. So I commend you, Mary, for having produce bags. I've had my flip and tumble bags for 10 years. They're gross and they're dirty. I wash them all the time, but they're stained. But I don't care and neither does my veggies. And I love the fact that I'm saving thousands of bags, 2,500 bags from going into landfills yearly. That's a big deal. So good job, Mary, for doing that. I also want to commend, um, she's also using who gives a crap uh, paper, uh, toilet paper. So that's another thing, you know, the things like uh, paper goods, paper towels, paper plates, uh, toilet paper, you know. That's, use, that's using up a lot of trees. So who gives a crap? I actually mentioned them in the book, um, but Mary is actually using them. They uh, are a sustainable toilet paper. So think about how much toilet paper you go through. Easy, everyday things that you can be doing to make a difference. Uh, Mary Ellen, she said that because of my podcast that I did last year with Matt Blair, he actually interviewed me. She said that she no longer uses palm oil. Hallelujah. Mary Ellen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Palm oil is the reason that I wrote the book. The reason that I had a meltdown in my kitchen and at the time when I was still with David, I was in tears over palm oil and I I was enraged because I didn't know what to do. And he just looked at me square in the eyes and he said, then do something about it. And that is why I wrote this book. It was because of palm oil. So we're going to be talking about that in a little bit because I want everybody, I want every single one of you to pay attention to the products that you're buying and if they have unsustainable palm oil in them. We'll get to that in a minute. Told you I was going to get fired up today. (laughs) This is a topic I'm very passionate about. Uh, And Laura Jasnick, thank you, Laura, for sending in your email. Uh, She said her Best eco-friendly habits include having chickens and composting worms. I think this is fabulous. Listen to this, folks. The worms eat all of my food waste, which can be a lot to digest. I'm even able to give the worms coffee grounds, tea bags, and all of my mail that isn't important. It just gets shredded and used as bedding. And the chickens just basically eat all the scraps and provide eggs. But they are so wonderful and help our friends stay eco-friendly by not buying all the eggs from, or not purchasing the mass production system uh, from the grocery stores. So thank you, Laura. Here's three shining examples of little things that people are doing every day to be eco-friendly. So all three of you will be getting a book. We'll be mailing those to you. We'll be in contact with you. Um, We just need to, the book is, uh, we hope to be completely finished. Um, It's going through the the final process right now of editing and um, just all the little graphics. We're just doing all that little fine tuning stuff, but it it is going to be done by Earth Day. So um, we hope to have that out in a couple of days. So 
if you're interested, you can go on over to Amazon and get that. Um, and if you continue to uh, send in your tips and if they get listed here on the podcast, I'll send you a book for free. I want everybody doing this and I want you to get your kids involved too. All right. So I promised that I was going to give you some tips today on things that you can start doing to be eco-friendly. Easy tips. I'm not talking hard stuff. I'm talking easy stuff. All right. Get my paperwork here. I got a lot to go through. Number one, I want you to start using sunscreen that is safe. I spoke about the coral reefs here uh, a little bit ago. The average sunscreen has chemicals like oxybenzene and octixinate. I don't know if I said that right. It's a big word. Anyways, look for it. Octinoxate. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. We'll put it in the show notes. If you can't pronounce the ingredients, don't buy it. Don't use it. That's the bottom line. The thing is, is that most uh, common ingredients in the sunscreen are extremely, extremely harmful to coral reefs. We have completely destroyed most of the coral reefs in the oceans, not only from trash and chemicals, but from sunscreen. So two products that I highly recommend, Babo Botanicals. Uh, their product is 18% zinc and it's safe for coral reefs. The one that I've used for many years, I was in a coaching program, a mastermind uh, with uh, Cabana Skincare CEO, Eric Kreter. They're out of uh, Colorado. Um, I've been using his product for years. It's called Cabana Skincare. It's 25% zinc. Now, I'm gonna tell you, it's like putting spackle on your face because <laughs> it's 25% zinc, but it's all natural. It's got like four ingredients in it. And if you do have darker skin, it, that's the only problem is that zinc is white. But you know what? When I leave the house, I look like a China doll because it's so white. I don't give a shit. I know that it's safe. It's healthy for me and I know that I'm not hurting coral reefs. That's all I care about. I don't give a shit anymore <laughs> if people are looking at me like, why is your face so white? I don't care. The good thing is, is you can put makeup over it too. So that helps. But be cognizant. If you do wear sunscreen every day and you go out to the beach or go out to, you know, when you're on vacation, be cognizant of the ingredients that are in your sunscreen. Uh, there are websites that you can go to to see its safety. I don't have that in front of me right now. We will put that in the show notes, but be sure that it is safe for coral reefs. Number two, eat sustainable meat. Look to your local farms and pay attention to the overall meat production and how it is in our country. Uh, I am going to read from you just a section from my book, Easy Everyday Habits, uh, about uh, this meat system. It's one of the reasons why I became a vegetarian uh, many years ago because of the way the meat production is in our country. This is directly from my book. Animal farming negatively impacts our environment from unsustainable farming practices. It requires massive amounts of land, food, energy, and water. Plus, it causes immense animal suffering. In addition, animal farming causes massive habitat loss, soil erosion, and degradation. 
New studies in the last decade show that big agriculture is causing climate change, massive deforestation, genetic engineering, irrigation problems, soil pollutants that are affecting our drinking water and oceans, not to mention insurmountable waste. I actually have a fantastic diagram in the book that I've included. Uh, it was uh, from Kathy Freston. She wrote a great article on the Huffington Post called The Breathtaking Effects of Cutting Back on Meat. She has a great graphic in there that if every American went vegetarian for just one day, we'd save 100 billion gallons of water, 1.5 billion pounds of crops for the uh, livestock, enough to feed, you know, the state of New Mexico. I mean, holy cow, 70 million gallons of gas, 3 million acres of land, 33 tons of antibiotics. And if everyone went vegetarian for just one day, greenhouse gas emissions equivalent to 1.2 million tons of CO2 would be saved. 3 million tons of soil erosion and 70 million resulting in economic damages. 4.5 billion tons of animal excrement would be saved. So I'm not asking you to get rid of meat if that's something that you're not interested in. That's hunky-dory. Nobody cares. What I care about is that if you make a conscious effort to maybe not eat meat one day a week, it matters. It makes a huge difference because your dollar equals a vote. So if you choose for every single listener that we have on the show, we get thousands of downloads every single month. If I could get every single one of my listeners to not eat meat, that is thousands and thousands of people saying no. Your dollar is a vote. So don't think that your one small decision doesn't matter because it does. Number three, limit single-use plastics. Oh my God, we have become such a society of convenience. Single-use plastics are ridiculous. But the thing is, is that we still use them. They're still every day. They're everywhere. Even Whole Foods has plastic like utensils and stuff if you go to their bar, but they are at least using preserved plastic so they are recycled. But still, they go in the trash. So the reason you want to stop doing this and being cognizant of how much you're using is it saves our oceans. Uh, sea animals like straws get in their nose, gets in their digestive systems, and not to mention our landfills. Oh my God. Just Google landfills. I think that's the other problem is, you know, people think, oh, out of sight, out of planet. It goes somewhere, folks. It's not out of planet. It's in a landfill. And the landfills are getting larger and larger and fuller and fuller. And we're having to open new ones because we are consuming so much shit. We can't keep at this pace. Straws, paper products, bags, plastic, water bottles, packaging, trash bags. Think about all of the products that you are using that you could eliminate and get rid of. Think about Mary Bailey carrying utensils with her. I love that. 
carry straws with you. I've got a, a plastic or stainless steel straws to replace all of my plastic ones too. Um, there is a great, uh, they're, well, they're everywhere actually. You can just go on Amazon and get stainless steel straws. Uh, final straw. I have six of uh, final straws. They actually fold up into a little tiny package the size of dental floss and they are a great company to work with as far as straws. You can put it on your keychain. And then look at the multiple use plastics that you use. Razors, pens, toothbrushes, printers, phones. Do you really need the new iPhone? My phone is six years old. It's so old, but you know what? It still works. I don't need a new phone. Razors. If you have to, obviously as women, we have to use razors, but be cognizant of if it's been recycled or if it's, you know, 50% consumer product. These are the things that matter. Those are the things that add up. My mom, I talk about this in the book. My mom has an antique razor. It was my great grandmother's. It's got a diamond blade to it. She has never in her life purchased a plastic razor. And actually I should mention the thread throughout the entire eco book is all based on my mama. She's a hippie. I grew up this way. I went rogue for a couple of years, but the thread throughout the book is how my mom influenced me because she was doing all this shit before it was cool. <laughs> we have her to thank for this. Okay, number four, eat organically. Conventional farming, as we were just talking about, produces all kinds of toxic runoffs with chemical-laden pesticides going into our water table. Erosion of soil occurs. You get nutrient loss. It's one of the reasons why I talk about dry farm wine so much, because they are cognizant of the farming habits, the sustainable farming habits of how to produce that wine, and that matters. And again, if you want to take advantage of dry farm wines, uh, they put together a great promo for anybody that listens to this podcast. You just go to dryfarmwines.com forward slash Amanda Gates. They throw in a bottle for a penny. Take advantage of that. But by eating organically, you support organic farms who go the extra mile to preserve our planet. And hey, something that many of you don't know, organic farmers have to pay sixteen dollars to $20,000 a year for the certification and all the crap, that, all the paperwork that they got to be to be organic. And guess what? The average good old boy farmer, he doesn't have to pay that. His pesticides are cheap. He's using Monsanto seeds. He's getting out scot-free. The organic farmer has to go through a lot more crap to get that, that stamp of organic on their food. And they're taking care of the planet. Your dollar equals a vote. So buy as much organic as you possibly can. It's not more expensive. A lot of people think that buying organic is more expensive, but it's not. Deborah and I were just talking about this in the office the other day. You can go to the produce section and you can buy carrots and sweet potatoes and a lot of really great fruits and veggies for not a lot more money. Uh, we're talking like 10 cents difference. Um, so there are ways around to getting good quality food for not a lot of money. Carrots and sweet potatoes are cheap and they're both really good for you. Pay attention to the companies that you're buying from. 
shop what's called B Corp Brands. You can go to bcorporation.net, but this is, I'm so proud of this. There are over 1,700 as of the, the date of recording this podcast. There's almost 2,000 corporations that are now uh, certified as B Corps, and the majority of them are in the U.S. Woo! So happy to hear about that. But if you don't know what this is, uh, you'll see uh, when you buy a product, there's going to be a symbol on the product that has a B with a circle around it. And if you haven't been paying attention to this, now you know to look for it. These companies are certified for valuing people, they care for the planet, and they create transparent and fair profits. This is how we support positive change in our world. This is important because we'll go back to the wine as an example. One of the reasons that all the domestic wines have gotten so bad is that they're putting all these chemicals and all this crap into the wine because of the way that they're farming the vines. And the problem is, is that this is creating mass erosion and and doing all kinds of, it's leaching out the nutrients and and putting all kinds of chemicals in there, but they're doing it to make sure that the wine is the exact same tasting bottle that you enjoyed four years ago. And the reason they want to do that is to keep you coming back because they are making insurmountable profit. So this is the program that we need to stop. These insurmountable profits are, it's the same thing with farming like Monsanto with the seeds. They only last one year. It's profit driven. B corporations are healthy and sustainable. They are a circular economy, what we were just talking about. All right. Number six, palm oil. Woo! You want to hear me get fired up? Let's talk about palm oil. I'm not going to go into all of the details because I'll get really pissed off and (laughs) you may turn the podcast off. So again, the whole reason that I wrote this book, it all stemmed from palm oil. I go into a list of several uh, products in the book for alternate names for palm oil. And I list over 50 companies that, uh, as of the printing of this book, are using palm oil in their production. So the reason you need to avoid palm oil is because the factories using the cheap commodity, we were just talking about why we want to be a B Corp or purchase from B Corps. B Corps have fair, transparent profits. Companies that are using palm oil are using palm oil because it's a cheap commodity and it keeps their product cheap so that they can charge more and make insurmountable profit. They're laughing all the way to the bank while they are destroying our planet. Palm oil is burning the rainforest. What they do is it's called slash and burn. They quickly clear these rainforests out and replace them with plantation, palm oil plantation crops. And the slash and burn approach is not only wiping out the forest and killing entire ecosystems, but they're releasing massive amounts of carbon emissions when they burn. There are three tropical forests left in the world. Three, folks. Three. The Amazon in South America, the Congo in the basin of Africa, and the Southeast Asian rainforest that spans or used to span Indonesia. 80%, let me say that again, 80% 
of the Indonesian forest has been wiped out due to the slash and burn technique to replace it with palm oil. Palm oil plantations are being completely planted all over what used to be beautiful, thick, ecosystem rich rainforests destroyed. Just Google palm oil and you will see that what used to be a glorious rainforest is just crops. These fires are intentionally set because burning the forest is fast and it's cheap and it's the most profitable method for clearing rather than using heavy equipment. They can slash and burn, clear out that, and put in a plantation within a week. Considered one of the most corrupt governments, officials in Indonesia are paid off so that these companies can come in and grow cheap vegetable oil. And it's in cooking oil, processed food, cosmetics, detergents for home cleaning products, and the list goes on and on. It's one of the cheapest commodities produced, making companies tremendous, outlandish profits at the sake of our planet. Ecosystems, animals, and air are being sacrificed. In 2015, the fires were so bad that they emitted more carbon daily than the entire U.S. economy. Orangutans are almost extinct, tigers are almost extinct, and elephants. And they don't give two shits that they are killing entire ecosystems. After the fires, there are dead animals laying all over the place and they get scooped up by bulldozers and thrown in the trash as if they don't matter. This upsets me beyond measure because they do not have a voice. The deliberate slash and burn fires are illegally started to clear the forest for paper and palm oil production. In addition, the region is currently experiencing a strong El Nino climate that's creating drought conditions in Indonesia, exasperating years of draining the peatlands. Companies destroying forests and draining peatland have made Indonesia's rainforest into a huge carbon bomb despite the government turning a blind eye because all of the officials are being paid off. But the destruction is indisputable when half of Asia is living with the consequences. Educate yourself on the products that you are consuming and the products that you are buying. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Your decisions, your dollar equals a vote. Stop buying products with palm oil. There are some companies that are using sustainable palm oil that's called RSPO or Roundtable Palm Oil. If you see RSPO listed in the ingredients, that is a sustainable and safe palm oil. Otherwise, if you pick up a product, and let me tell you, let me tell you, 90% of the products that you purchase have palm oil in them. Your dollar equals a vote. Stop buying palm oil. And because advocates like me tell their audiences not to buy palm oil, they're starting to get clever with what they call it. Cetyl alcohol, emulsifiers, palm kernel oil, sodium lauryl lactylate, sodium lauryl, stearic acid, 
vegetable glycerin, vegetable oil, pomelin, palmitic acid, palm stearin. Anything with the word palm is likely palm oil. Laurel sulfate, sodium laureth, sodium sulfate. This is just a list, a small list. I've got over 30 in the book and there are more than that that are out there. The manufacturers are starting to get clever and renaming it so that you have a harder time deciphering if palm oil is in the product. Educate yourself, Google it, learn more about it, and see the devastation that it's causing. All right, number seven, quick tips that you can start today. First and foremost, stop using palm oil. Quit over-consuming clothes and fast fashion. Stop using plastic. Repair your goods. Turn off the water while you're brushing your teeth. Turn down straws. Make sure you make it a point to wash full loads if you use a dishwasher or a washing machine. Use eco-toilet paper. Stop using paper products. Reuse cooking water. It can go in the garden and reduce your water consumption. Now, I didn't go into that today, but we are also in trouble with our water and the amount of water that we are consuming is more than our planet can provide. Of the 2% of water that is available to us, only 1% of it is actually accessible for our drinking water and to come out of our pipes. Many of us here in the States and even in Europe, we have water in our bathrooms, we have water in our kitchens, and we don't think anything about it. But I actually talk about in the book how Cape Town of 4 million residents, they have ran out of water. They have no running water anymore because they no longer have any. They are going through an extreme drought. And if you think that this is science fiction, We are just on the brink of this. We are just starting to see the devastation of our water habits. So make it a point to shower one minute less every day. Try to not throw away water. If you drink out of a glass, don't throw it away. Use it in the garden. Set it aside. Save and conserve your water. If you have a garden, collect water. Get some rain barrels and collect as much rain as you can and utilize that water. As Joan Didion so famously said, grief and regret is a place none of us know until we reach it. So my hope is that after listening to this show today, you start paying attention to your everyday habits because everything adds up. Everything matters. And if you do something small and I do something small and everybody around us does something small, we're starting to make a movement. We're starting to create positive change for our environment. I want each and every one of you who listened to this today, I want each and every one of you to take one small habit and start doing it today. Just one thing, that's all you need to do. And I wanna hear about it. I want you to email us at letschatatthegatescompany.com and tell us about the eco things that you are doing. Because if everybody gets involved, if everybody steps in and steps up, we can start turning this boat around. Refuse what you do not need. 
Reduce what you do need. Reuse what you consume and recycle what you cannot refuse or what you cannot rot in the garden. It's that simple. That is sustainable living. And that's how each and every one of us should be living. All right, everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast today. I know that I was a little bit preachy, but that's all right. I, in order for me to make change and for me to utilize this platform in a positive way, I've got to educate, 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 and I've got to get everybody on board to do this and start taking action today. You can head on over to Amazon and look up easy everyday habits to be eco-friendly. It is on Amazon by Earth Day. And hey, get the kids involved. We've had such a great, great uh, turnout with kids. I've got in the book, I've got in the back, I've got easy uh, like daily things, weekly things, monthly things, and yearly at a glance to get you started. And the kids are loving it. So this book is really not to shame anybody or make anybody feel bad about their eco habits. The goal is to get you started and to get you into it so that you start getting addicted to it and add more to your routine. My hope is that you read it and you become so excited about saving the planet and you feel so damn good because you're making a difference that you start doing more and you start educating those around you. That is a movement. All right, everyone. My name is Amanda Gates. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Be sure to head on over to iTunes and subscribe or leave us a review. Um, if you'd like a floor plan rating or would like to know more about what we do or more information, you can head on over to our website at gatesinteriordesign.com. Head on over to Amazon, buy the book, or send us your tips. Let me know what your eco tips are and I just might send you a book. Um, I think that's it for now. I think, I don't know. If I think of anything else, I'll put it on the next show. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy, the earth energy never lies. 